Hey everybody, it's Jansen Fugate, your coach, your mentor, your friend, and your business partner in all things business funding related. Today we've got a really amazing episode, one that I think that's going to leave you extremely inspired and really motivated to take action. Now, I've got a great conversation for you guys, one that I had with Edward DeAngelis. He's the owner and founder of Amerify LLC, and he's got a very cool story. So if you can, get out a pen, get out a piece of paper, and take some really good notes in regards to this conversation that I had with Edward, because he's going to drop some great knowledge for anyone who's new and for anyone who's a seasoned business loan broker. So I want to welcome Ed to the Business Loan Broker Academy podcast. Ed, thanks so much for being here. If you can, take a second and explain to us a little bit about who you are, uh, where you come from personally, and uh, essentially where you kind of come from uh, with like your business background, if you don't mind. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting, and it'll probably be a good story for a lot of newcomers into the industry. Um, I have had a few different businesses in my career. Um, I was in this screen printing and embroidery business for close to 20 years before I got into the finance industry. And uh, back in 2013, in the summer of 2013, uh, I was approached from a very good friend of mine of 30 years to come and uh, look into this business funding industry and come, come on board and start up the company, um, you know, be president of the company and have some ownership and, you know, partnership in the company and come and learn it start it from day one and grow it from nothing into, you know, a pretty large broker shop. Um, so I've had my own business my whole life. Wasn't really too keen on going to work as, you know, an employee, even though I did have some ownership shares and I was president of the company. Um, but I did decide to take the pawns and literally change industries uh, at like 45, 46 years old. So it was a very, very big risky change in my life. Um, so I ended up getting acquired by, on the screen printing side, I, I got acquired by a larger competitor, sold the business, and I uh, took the plunge in 2013. And uh, uh, we started from day one, uh, no experience in the industry. We, uh, the owner and myself took a ride up to uh, Long Island, New York, where we went to look at a broker shop uh, that had about 60 sales reps in it. Uh, to be very honest, I was very intimidated. I seen, you know, I walk in the office, there's 30, 40 guys standing in with headsets, uh, all closing deals, talking about deals, talking to business owners. And uh, I was pretty intrigued by the business, to say the least. And uh, at that point, you know, we came back and I decided to say, hey, let's do this. So we pretty much started the company in August of 2013. And inside of two years flat, we were, you know, we were doing probably anywhere from as low as three million a month to as high as four point six million. We did in, uh, we did over four million in back to back months in the summer of, I believe, twenty sixteen. So we built the business up pretty quickly, and uh, in January of twenty seventeen, I decided um, that I wanted to go on my own and just start my own thing, and uh, I founded Amerify which we started in March of 2017. And um, we pretty much started Amerify from, from scratch. And within a quick 18 months, we've already funded and, you know, brokered over $30 million. We're off to a really, really strong start and the company's doing well. 
Man, thanks so much for sharing that with us. Um, I want to take a quick step back because there's you covered a lot, but there's also a lot that kind of I feel really needs to kind of be covered. Um, so just to kind of take a real quick uh, step back and to kind of recap, you you know partner up with your friend. Your friend approaches you. You've been in the embroidery business uh, pretty much your entire life. And your friend approaches you, who you've been longtime friends with of 30-something years. He approaches you, says, hey, I want you to check this out. You guys drive, take a long drive, go and check out a broker shop. And then you guys essentially, then at what point? Like, how do you guys get going from there? Like, what was, what was the starting point? How did you know where to get going? And how did you guys kind of, you know, essentially get going? Um, I think that's important to share uh, with with kind of our audience. Um, no, absolutely. It's a great question. Uh, to be honest with you, it was a huge change for me and a huge risk. Um, but I've, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I started, you know, two or three businesses. Typically, for the most part, knock on wood, I've been successful in, in all the businesses that I that I did start and, and, and grow. And within two to three years time frame, we were always profitable in all the companies. Um, this particular in this opportunity, when it came to me, I was at a point in my life where with the screen printing company, we built it up to, you know, just shy of like 2 million in sales per year, but it was kind of stagnant. And I was kind of like in that content phase and, you know, I was making good money. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's just the timing of when my partner approached me with the, with the proposition, it, it kind of something sparked. And I said, maybe this isn't my best run yet. And I just didn't feel like the embroidery screen printing business was my destiny. And once I got into the finance and I did decide to make that big change and take the risk on, what I found was I, I, I love the finance industry more than anything. It was the greatest decision I've made in my life to that point. Um, I just, I just, it's a totally different business. Um, I love talking to business owners. Um, I love the fact that there's no product, the screen printing company, if you will, was a very, very, very customer service intensive business where we had inventory, we had products, we had to worry about artwork and deadlines and, you know, shirt sizes and issues with shirt sizes and just all, to all types of stuff. It was a very, very hands-on good business, but I just, finance business, it's just, it's just, it was like tailor-made for me. I just loved it from day one. Okay, so help us understand how you guys were able to essentially take a, 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 a trip and turn that into being able to fund, you know, three to four and a half million dollars um, in such a short period of time. I mean, I'm, I understand you guys are super motivated and, and um, you know, you just want to make stuff happen. But again, like that's, that's a lot of stuff that you guys made happen in such a short period of time. Help all of us understand like how you guys were actually able to make that um, and accomplish that, you know, in, in, in just a short period of time. Obviously it takes some time to build up to that. Um, and both stories are a little bit different between, between the prior company and Amerify. With the, with the original company back in 2013, we had a pretty healthy budget for, for, uh, for marketing, and we started out with an Amex card for PPC. Um, we were doing Google pay-per-click. We were generating a lot of leads that way, and we were also you know, doing some email marketing. We found some outsourced companies to do email marketing. So we, we kind of 
built an inbound shop. And again, it started with, you know, with uh, two employees in the beginning and we grew it to, you know, to the point to where we had as many as 12 to 13 sales reps plus administrative to, you know, over 15 to 20 employees. Um, in the very beginning, I'd say, you know, in the beginning we would fund after, you know, it took me literally three months, maybe six months to really develop my full network and learn the business and how to close the deals and how to, you know, present the offers to the business owners and how to source the best deals for the client. So, you know, if there is a learning curve, um, but frankly, that's what I loved about the business. I loved finding better and better resources that, that part of the industry just continues to evolve. Like, um, you know, that's what, especially today, what Amerified prides ourselves in is we're a resource for almost any deal that comes to us. We have a niche to be able to get the very difficult deals done. Um, you know, deals that aren't bankable and deals that are, you know, looking for good rates. We're, we're very diversified with all of our programs and we're continuously adding on to, to everything, you know, with term loans, with lines of credit, we do asset-based deals. We do large deals into the millions. Um, hopefully that helps. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that helps out tremendously. Thanks for kind of like filling in the gaps there. Um, let's kind of transition into Amerify now. Tell us a little bit about what kind of led you to start your own brokerage. There's a few things there. Um, one more thing I wanted to just go into that I kind of forgot to touch on. So the, the company that we went to look at with the you know 60-plus sales reps on the floor they were base. They were pretty much predominantly a hundred percent outbound, outbound cold calling. Um, it was like boiler room style, and I, I wasn't really too keen on that. It's not my personality to drive a sales floor like that in a boiler room mentality. So that's why I my vision for the company was always to go with an inbound marketing scheme. I wanted to get real good on the marketing side, and I wanted to drive inbound leads for my guys to you know work the leads follow up on the deals and, and get the deals closed. So I had a different strategy. I didn't want to grow 20, 30, 40, 50 guys and have revolving doors and constantly need new employees and just a, a constant turnover rate. That just was never my style. I always wanted to build a close, tight-knit team and, and work from the inbound side, if that makes sense. So, Ed, when you start Amerify, help us understand, like, are you starting this from like your basement? Are you starting this from a 600 square foot office location? Um, did you guys go out and get like a, you know, a, a penthouse suite? Help us understand um, where you guys kind of started from. We actually rented a nice location. Uh, our company's right outside of Philadelphia International Airport. We're in Delaware County, Pennsylvania in Broomall. Uh, we rented a nice little office. We have about uh, roughly 2,200 square foot. And uh, we started with as little as, you know, two, three guys when I started, which was March of 17. And we're already built up to about 10 employees. We have eight sales reps going. Okay, so that's about a year and a half. So in about a year and a half, you started with one, two, yourself, so about three employees. And in about a year and a half, you've now grown to 10. You've got eight sales guys, two central admins, maybe one admin and yourself. Tell us a little bit about the funding that you guys have been able to accomplish in that year and a half. In the very beginning, I say the first three months, like April, May, June, you know, we probably funded about four hundred to 500000 each of the first three months. And then we started growing from there. And then you'll see if, if you had to, you know, the, you know, we have it up on our board each month where, how we're growing. And so you can see the progress. It would go from 500000 And then once we started getting some renewal business, we eventually started doing a million a month. 
uh, a million five a month. Now, uh, to date, we've probably broke three million several times. I'd say maybe three or four months already in the first eighteen months, and on an average, we're probably averaging just over two million a month in funding. Um, our projection plans for 2019, uh, I believe we're going to fund probably well over 30, 35 million. Our goal will be to get to, uh, 3 million a month, you know, by June of this year, this coming year. Okay. So within the first six months, your goal of 2019, your goal is to be getting up to about three, uh, $3 million a month. Is that what you said? Yes. And we do, we do some pretty big deals. So they're, they're kind of like outliers. Yeah. So they kind of inflate the numbers. Like we, we've done, um, a couple multi-million dollar deals, like $2 million deals. We've done a $3 million deal um, this past year. So that kind of inflates the numbers a little bit because, you know, you're not funding $3 million deals every week. We're, you know, we're doing more, one, you know, $100,000 to $500,000 deals or more our wheelhouse of the everyday deals. But uh, yeah, the, the big ones, that we're, we're growing towards doing a lot more of these bigger ABL deals where clients are just looking for, you know, large types of money that may not be available in the uh, – in the MCA world. Man, I love to hear about all that growth and how you're adding new funding products and focusing on bigger deals and being able to help out different sectors and bigger clients and their bigger funding requests. And, you know, you're operating with a, a team of 10, which is you know, super exciting for me to hear coming from you and, and uh, in such a short period of time, being able to do that type of volume. How were you able to kind of get the phones to ring? You said you're big on getting inbound calls. Or is that from, you know, email campaigns, text messaging campaigns, a combination of the both? Was it from, you know, you using an overseas call center that was sending them over to you? Were you guys like dialing UCC leads and magically getting, you know, the phones to to be able to, or the entrepreneurs to be able to call you back? Like, just kind of fill us in if you don't mind. Great question. So we we try to do, and, and especially today, we're really focusing on. Uh, the same, the same as we do with our resources. We're a very diversified company when it comes to resources. We we pride ourselves in niche lenders that that, that serve a niche uh, that a lot of you know regular traditional ABL lenders don't do. Like we have lenders that'll specif- uh, specialize in like uh, inventory financing, where we could do a couple million dollar deal just on inventory, which is pretty tough to find in our industry. We do some construction finance deals, so we have a lot of resources, and and I take that same mentality when it comes to our marketing, because in our industry, the leads are everything. So the more you put into your, into developing your marketing side of things, I, I mean, that's, that's more than 50% of the whole, the whole, the whole success portion. You really have to, to master the marketing. And when we started, we started with um, our biggest lead generator has been email marketing. Um, you know, since 2013, we've been doing email marketing. It's been very successful for us. Uh, that's how we started with, you know, Amerify back in March. And we do email marketing. We're doing a lot of social media marketing. We're doing some uh, some paid advertising on Facebook. We're, we're, we've now uh, really started doing a lot of marketing on LinkedIn as well. Um, trying to think what else we're doing. We, per- we, we invest a lot of into technology as well. We have, uh, we have Conversica, which is a great email marketing program that works well for us. We just recently got that about, you know, four months ago. Uh, we just invested into Pardot, which is a CRM that goes along in with Salesforce for for email marketing, and it can do a lot of you know a lot of really good things. 
And do you kind of run point with this or do you have a marketing person? I know us as entrepreneurs, we, you know, have a hard time kind of like relinquishing things. Great, 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 great question. So I've been, I've been wanting to buy this Pardot for years now and the Conversica. And I know that it was going to be another job for me. And I'm already wearing as many hats as possible, running the company, helping the guys. I'm very, very involved in the day-to-day on the sales floor. Uh, I jump in on calls and help with clients that are, you know, have difficult questions and maybe some of my uh, reps can't help with. So I'm always jumping in, helping them very involved in the day-to-day. So as a business owner, you know, we wear many hats. We're working with accounting. We're paying bills. We're doing this. We're doing that. So I never wanted to spend the money for these programs until I knew I had time or money to hire someone that would be able to come in house and, you know, do the marketing for me along with me. So I'm working with him. I just hired a uh, college graduate who happens to be my nephew. He's uh, just graduated from our sinus college with a business degree and he's super intelligent and he's been a huge resource. I've only had him for about a month right now and he's learning all of the marketing he's doing. You know, we hired a consultant. He is, he's learning Pardot. He's learning Conversica. And, you know, we're just going to continue growing this with content and videos and all this stuff. Man, I love hearing you explain that. I mean, your energy just kind of through the phone, it was like palpable. I could just tell you were just getting fired up and I was getting kind of fired up on the other end when you were kind of explaining that to me. So uh, I'm super excited for you. I'm grateful that uh, and glad that you're able to be kind of like in a position to be able to hire uh, a marketing. uh, So, you know, someone to kind of step in in your marketing. I appreciate that. Yeah, it just keeps evolving. And I'm super stoked that, you know, we, we got to the point now to where we can afford an in-house marketing team and we're going to try to, you know, a lot of the marketing we've been outsourcing with email campaigns and companies that are running our Facebook ads and we're, you know, paying those guys a lot of money. So moving forward, the goal is within the next six months to bring all of that in-house, which is going to drive some savings and we'll have full control over our, you know, over our destiny with lead generation. So share with us a little bit about kind of like Amerify's big picture. Like what's your big grand plan for Amerify, you know, over the next like five or 10 years? Where do you guys see yourself? Great question. Great question. I love the question. So my dream has always been the same. I want to build a huge broker shop and I want to be a very diversified broker shop. Um, You know, there's been a lot of scrutiny with, with the cash advance industry. Um, We do offer that that, that program to many of our clients that that's the only option that they have. There is a good need for the product. The product does work if you use it in the right scenario. Um, unfortunately, there are some business owners that are just taking more than they can bite off and, and, and just stacking, you know, deals, you know, stacking advances behind advances and piling up more payments than they can handle. Um, you know, we typically specialize in trying to get clients out of the, you know, from that stacking position into something more traditional, like, like a line of credit or a term loan or an invoice factoring deal, something that's more affordable that can help the business grow. We do sell the advanced product, but as in, as a, as the only option that when it's available to the clients, um, as far as building out, you know, where do I see Amerify in say three to five years? Um, I really truly believe that in the, in the next three years, we can build this out to, let's just say, uh, within three years to a $10 million a year shop where I'm sorry, $10 million a month fund, uh, brokering shop, where I see, you know, three or four million of that in traditional 
uh, subordinated lines of credit and term loan product, which are our two biggest featured products that we do a lot of business with. Uh, I could see us doing three or four million dollars worth of invoice factoring deals and asset based deals. And then another three, you know, three million dollars or so in, you know, other products. Like we do some equipment leasing. Uh, we do the cash advance product. Um, you know, just staying pretty much diversified. I, and, and my goal was to always build a sustainable company that, you know, all of my reps are on with the same plan. We're looking to build a sustainable career. You know, we want to be around for a long time. So we're trying to build something that's going to last where we're always delivering a great product for our business owners that are looking to grow and expand. Yeah, I love that about you. That's a, that uh, everything that you just said really resonates with me, and and one of the reasons why I really appreciate our friendship. Uh, I love that you have got a lot of different programs for entrepreneurs, and you're constantly seeking out additional funding sources to offer your entrepreneurs. You know, you're you're very transparent with your borrowers, and that's something that we're constantly preaching, along with the code of ethics. You know, within the Business Loan Broker Academy, because you know the industry kind of needs it as far as like the merchant cash advance industry. Um, the uh, other industries uh, or veins, if you will, that kind of roll up underneath the business loan brokering industry or business loan industry, or for the most part, are pretty clean. Um, but the merchant cash advance industry um, has definitely um, and definitely could use a, a more transparency. And so I appreciate like your leadership and appreciate you being a part of the academy. And I just appreciate everything that you're doing for, um, you know, for the entrepreneurs that are out there. And we, we want to bring value to the business owners. We want to, we want to provide a huge service, a huge value. We're, we're always in it for the long-term relationship. Um, the problem with the industry today, there's so many brokers, uh, unfortunately, that are that the bad ones that make it bad for the good ones. There's a lot of brokers in that are just pushing cash advances, and 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 you know because a lot of them are unlicensed and they don't have any kind of uh, education in the space. There, unfortunately, I've ran into a lot of clients that were being lied to, that were being told, oh, if you take this expensive cash advance and you make payments for 30 or 60 days, we can get you right into a $300,000 line of credit at 10% APR. And unfortunately, a lot of the, the customers have been lied to, and that exists in our industry today. And we try to separate ourselves from, you know, from those clients by providing value, uh, by having our customers talk about their experience with us. We're, we're very active with our reviews on Google, on Trustpilot. Um, you know, we ask all of our customers for reviews. And we're, again, we're just trying to build a sustainable company that provides a lot of value to business owners, and they see us as a, almost as a financial consultant and partner for long term. Yeah, as they should be. Oh, man, this is great. Um, you dropped some really amazing information and just uh, instilled a lot of motivation in myself. And I know everyone who's going to be listening to this podcast is also you know, going to be really fired up and very grateful for the time that you've kind of carved out. If you can, like, what would be some advice that you would give to you know, business loan brokers, new business loan brokers? What would be some advice that you would give to them? Yeah, so the, so the finance industry is a very lucrative industry. If you get good at your craft and you develop your resources through the uh, BLBA, you guys provide a lot of value with resources and teaching the brokers, you know, who to go to and what lenders are valuable to them and, you know, basically how to get deals done. So obviously you got to come in, you got to learn the business, which you can, you know, learn pretty quickly if you're ambitious and you're an entrepreneur and you're a go-getter. Uh, within a few months' time, you could be up and funding deals. So, you know, develop your network, obviously, is number one. You need to know your products before you start selling them to the market. 
But there's so many ways to generate leads today where even if you don't have a ten or $20,000 a month budget, there, there's so many free resources where you know, you can, you can use LinkedIn as a networking guide and, and, and go in, you know, you could go in and solicit connections and speak to people and where else can you message business owners, you know, any, at any time, you can just go in and shoot them a quick message. It's actually more effective than some email marketing. So you can use LinkedIn as a valuable source. You can use a lot of, uh, online, um, websites like say Manta, you could do your whole local area. You can Google man, you could go on Manta.com and, you know, you get all the business information. It tells you the size of the company. In many cases, you'll have phone numbers and emails and the owner's name. So, you know, you could work, you could market locally, um, hand out business cards. It, it's all about just, you know, being aggressive and going after the business. Don't just sit on your butt and wait around for it to come to you. Uh, there's plenty of business out there. Uh, one thing that everybody always typically needs is money, especially in the business world, because, you know, cash flow is king and it's up and down in most businesses. Man, Ed, thank you so much for taking the time to kind of share all of this uh, wealth of information with us. This has been just so much great uh, information that I've really enjoyed. I know our brokers are really going to enjoy it. So thank you so much. Appreciate I appreciate that. I appreciate you taking the time out. Also, I just thought of something. For a lot of the new guys that are getting into the space, the beautiful thing about this space is that you don't need a retail store. You don't need an expensive location. You could literally... If you have an office in your basement or in your house, you can set up a home office. Uh, I know several of my friends that are brokers that work out of their house that do very, very well and make very, very good careers, especially in the beginning. You keep your overhead down. You don't have any rent, gas, electric, and all, all those expenses that come with actually running the business. So it's very affordable that way to get into the business while you're learning in the beginning. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's free resources out there to all the new guys. Uh, like I said, you can use Mansi, you can use LinkedIn, you can use Facebook and social media and just networking. Networking groups are great. You know, you join those business networking groups, you get business that way. Um, so there's, there's plenty of ways to get into the business if you don't have a lot of startup capital. And uh, it's a great business to learn. Absolutely phenomenal, man. Phenomenal business to learn. I know it's changed my life and it sounds like it's absolutely changed your life. I think you've said that a couple times in this podcast. So thank you so much for your time, Ed. There you guys have it. We've got more amazing episodes coming up, but if you can, take a moment and share with us your thoughts on this amazing podcast. If you enjoyed it, like it, share it, tag somebody who you think might enjoy it as well, and please, please, please leave us a review. That really helps us with our rankings with uh, iTunes. It helps us with SoundCloud. It helps us with all the other platforms that we're on. And um, it really just helps us, uh, you know, makes us feel good that uh, that the information that we're sharing is uh, valuable to you guys. So uh, with that being said, you guys, we'll see you on uh, the next podcast. Make it a fantastic day. This is Jansen Fugate, your coach, your mentor, your friend, and your business partner signing off until next podcast. Bye now.